0: Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious.
1: Hey, Happy Tanners. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 32 of the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Marissa Warren from Beyond Bronze and the Australian Beauty Collective in Brisbane, Australia. She shares a great story about going from a mobile tanning business to now having her own product training program as well as helping found the australian beauty collective which is a really cool story she will talk about that in the interview first off i want to thank marissa because we had some technical difficulties and we had to record the podcast twice not only that but uh, this is how much we love you here at the happy tens podcast i was up at 6 30 a.m to record it she was still up at 10 30 p.m. in Australia, and we actually had to go until midnight her time, um, 8 a.m. here on the East Coast. So thank you so much, Marissa, for your patience with that. I hope everyone enjoys the podcast. And again, we do the podcast for free, so if you can, please make sure to share this. Leave us a review. Give give us a shout out on social media, whatever you can do to spread the word. We want to help more people, and we want to reach more people and help them succeed in their sunless tanning business. So thank you so much for the support. And as always, the Happy Tans Podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tans Website Builder, the first and only website builder dedicated specifically to the sunless tanning industry. You can find out more at www.happytans.com forward slash website. Again, www.happytans.com forward slash website. Thank you very much. Enjoy the episode and happy tanning. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Marissa Warren from Beyond Bronze in beautiful Australia. How are you doing today, Marissa?
0: Hello, I'm really well. Thank you. Thanks yes, for having me.
1: Yes, thank you. And I'll go ahead and um, uh, you know, say that I'm sorry that the old recording, we actually just recorded everyone. We recorded about 20 minutes and it cut off and it was pure gold. So I hope we can, <laughs> like she's, Marissa said, you know what, we'll come up with something even better this time. So uh, thanks, Marissa, for your <laughs> support here.
0: No worries, all good.
1: Yeah, so I want to open up the floor for a second and let everyone know who you are. So take a minute to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and your business.
0: Um, Yep, so I'm based in Brisbane in Australia. My company is Beyond Bronze, so I have a spray tan solution and training. Um, I've been in the industry, so in the beauty industry, for over 14 years. And I've had I've had my own business for about six years, so on and off. Um, and my spray tan solution, I'm pretty new. I've only had that going for about sixteen months so far. Um, so yeah, it's going well. Like we're rapidly expanding, and I'm about to launch some body products over the next couple of months, which is pretty exciting and I've also just co-founded the Australian Beauty Collective um, so that, with that company we basically are going to be traveling around Australia and doing um, like education and support groups um, yeah so just going around regional Australia and the major cities as well and I guess taking shows and education seminars to the salons around Australia.
1: Yeah that's awesome we talked about that a little bit before we started recording and also in the previous recording that that didn't work for us, but that the Australian Beauty Collective is really cool. So it really focuses on supporting these businesses. And like you said, it's more about the, I believe you said it's more about the support and the training and making sure everybody's doing things right. And it's not so much about the money and stuff like that. I think you said that the focus is more on supporting these people and you're, uh, you really enjoy that part of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I think for so long we've been recommending other businesses and, um, you know, like if you know someone that has a great product and they're a great company to deal with, you're really happy to be able to refer them and recommend them to other people. So we just wanted to kind of formalize it and have all Australian made and Australian owned companies on board as well. So, you know, being Australian made and Australian owned is something that was pretty important to us. Like we really want to keep the economy in Australia um, and our products and skincare is so I guess specialized to the Australian climate and our skin concerns as well so that was something that we definitely wanted to maintain integrity with as well.
1: Yeah that was something interesting I didn't realize that that um, you know the, the need for that to be a specific product for the different climate and probably the sun different like the strength of the sun or whatever it is so that's interesting that that's something. Uh, that you mentioned. And like I said, there's seems like a lot of people seems like we get a lot of products from Australia. So it's interesting to hear that I'm assuming that you get more from us than than we do from you.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, There's, I guess not a huge export on stuff with Australia. I guess there is with some things, but some things there's not. Um, But, yeah, like I was saying before, like, for example, sunscreens in Australia, their testing that we have is so rigorous because our UV rating is so high that, you know, sunscreens from other countries, they're just not going to give you that same level of protection. And, you know, we have such a high skin cancer rate. Um, and I guess that's one of the reasons as well, why, you know, having a spray tan solution was such an important, um, business decision because you being in the industry for so long, you work on so many people that have skin cancers being removed and some of them are quite, um, quite big and deep. So, you know, prevention's the best form of cure. Definitely.
1: Yeah, very, that's very, um, very true. And that's, that's good that you guys are that. It's more of a focus on the home, you know, homemade products versus that, like, you know, obviously more, more stuff's being brought back to be manufactured here in the United States and brought, brought back on shore versus over outsourcing it to other countries. So I think sounds like you're, you are trying to do the same thing over there and it's important. It sounds like the, the quality of the products is kind of pending on that being homemade, you know, products made there from people that understand the type of climate and the elements and stuff that are there.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Absolutely. So, You've been in the business for about six years for yourself. I'm sure you've had lots of ups and downs, tons of, uh, you know, tons of fun on the entrepreneur roller coaster. So if you want to share uh, both your best and worst moments so far in your business uh, that you've had, we'll start with the worst and then we'll finish up with something better so you can share your best moment. Uh, That'd be great.
0: Um, Yeah, so my first business was a mobile spray tan business and I think, you know, there's been so many ups and downs. Like some days I absolutely love it and then some days I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, But what I guess I'm really trying to do is out of any situation, like even the worst moment is to take something away from it and use it as a learning experience. Um, I think there's always a positive in every negative. Sometimes you just need to look that little bit harder for it. Um, But definitely resilience, I think, comes out of like your worst moments and, you know... I think, like I was saying before, like when you have a moment when you're about to do something really big in your business, like make a really big business decision or you're about to achieve a really big goal, it's always that moment of self-doubt where you just think, oh my gosh, like what am I doing? Is this the right decision? You know, Should I be doing this? And then I think when you're in business for yourself, you just get to a point where you're just so far committed that you just have to keep going. Yeah. Um, and just having that confidence and faith in yourself and just really persevering.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And everybody... Everybody has that self-doubt at some point. I think there's only a few people in the world or that have ever lived that don't have that, and I don't know if they're actually telling the truth. I think everybody has a little self-doubt <laughs> there. Even if you know something's going to be successful and you have a good feeling about it, it's just natural to have that. And like I said you know, in the, the previous recording, which obviously nobody heard but us, when I was going to launch the Happy Tens podcast, I sat on the idea for a while, and I was like, who am I to do that? Why should I do that? Are people actually going to listen? Now looking back, I'm very excited or, or happy that I did. A lot of people have gotten... Tons of, uh, of great information out of it. Obviously, I've met some amazing people as well. So it, it, yes. obviously, if I hadn't done it, and I was looking back now, I'd probably be kicking myself. So definitely glad that I jumped into it. And I think everyone has that self doubt in a little bit when they're about to do something, even if it's, you know, starting the business which a lot of people might say that's simple you know buy your products get trained so on and so forth and start your business but for that person that's never owned their own business or never done anything like that they obviously have a lot of reservations and they're going to lack that self-confidence until they actually get out there and start doing it so that's that's a good thing to share thank you marissa
0: yeah and i think it's one of those things that until you're self-employed you just don't really understand what it's like, and you know you try and talk to people that aren't don't have their own businesses, and it's you know it's a really hard concept to kind of grasp. So <laughs> I think a really big takeaway is like surround yourself by other business owners yeah. um, because they totally understand the journey. You know what I mean? And sure. sometimes it is like a massive roller coaster. Like when you're having an awesome week, you have an awesome week, and when you have a bad week, it's like the worst week ever.
1: Yeah for sure yeah my wife can usually tell when something's going good or something's going bad (laughs) it is it's up and down i can have some days where i'm just like why do i ever get that feeling of self-doubt and then there's other days where i'm like what am i doing Um, but it's interesting for sure and like you said you have to surround yourself with other business owners because obviously i have tons of friends i used to work work for other companies and when you're working in that job you think this is so stressful i have so much to do but you focus in on that one job when you own your own business you have to do everything, obviously, until you get to a point where you can pay other people to do it, but you have to pay the bills, send the invoices, you know, pay for your products, order your products, order this, order that, make sure your gun's clean, all that stuff. So there's tons of stuff to take on. It's a lot to, to do. So it's definitely important, I think, like you said, Marissa, to surround yourself with other business owners that have either are going through it or have gone through it so they can share the advice with you and hopefully save you some time and some pain or suffering, whatever you want to call it in your business.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And on the flip side of that, uh, what is the best moment that you've had so far?
0: Um, I look I feel like I've had so many. I feel like you know, you just I've really learned to celebrate every win because I think you need it's really easy to just kind of get caught up in the what next, what next. So now every time I have a goal that I achieve I put it up on my whiteboard in my office. So then that way it's a <laughs> nice little reminder to see. I like that. Yeah, um, and then it is good on those bad days. You turn around, you look and you're know, like, it's, you know it's all right. Um, but I think probably like my biggest thing is, you know, when I started doing the solution, I had really big aspirations and dreams um, and I wanted to be able to launch my company and go internationally. Um, so I kind of had a timeline for when I wanted that to happen and it happened months earlier than I anticipated, which was like super exciting. But then you kind of have that moment where you're like, you know, oh my God, like I wasn't really anticipating that. So then you need to make sure that you've got all of the systems and structure in place to accommodate like a rapid growth. You know.
1: Sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with that in the, the product, the solution business and their regular business. They want to grow so much, but do you have the proper systems in place to say, Hey, let's imagine we get two orders a day and next week we're going to get 50 orders in a day, or let's imagine we spray five people today and next week we're going to get 10 or 15 people per day do you have the proper systems in place that you can handle that one or two can you bring somebody else in and they can do what you're doing so like you said the systems and processes are important to kind of take take note of document them very detailed um i interviewed christina from blush tan a couple episodes ago and she talked about that how she has everything down to a process even the even spray tanning so she can teach anybody about it and just it's like you follow these exact steps and I guarantee it's going to come out perfect. You know, if it's that or follow whatever it is within the business.
0: Yeah. And that's something I've definitely learned. So anytime I do anything with the business, I have a policy procedure that I write straight away so that if I do need to step out or if I'm on the road traveling, people can step in and take over and, I know everything's going to be done fine. um. So that's good in case, you know, you, you ever need someone to come in. But it also gives you that freedom as a business owner. So you can take time off and travel guilt-free um, yeah. and know that people can step in and they know what they're doing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's a good share. And I think the systems and processes are very important. Um, I talked a little bit about that on an email last week. Um, or when this comes out, it will be over a month ago, but, and then other, other guests have talked about that. I think the processes are something that's overlooked, but any business that's successful, you can look at their processes and they can put anybody in that, you know, in that seat and they'll be able to take care of whatever that specific process is because it's so documented or documented so well.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, Marissa. Well, thanks for sharing that. And then, um, For you, do you remember about six years ago when you started your business, how you got your first paying customer for your mobile spray tanning business?
0: Um, Yeah, I think it was through my friends and my family. So I'd been in the industry for a while, but I had been out of doing tanning for a while. So before I started advertising for paying clients, I was tanning my family and my friends um, just to kind of get my skills back up again.
1: Oh, wow. And they were actually paying you for the tans.
0: Um, Some were, some weren't. So my very first ones, they weren't paying. Um, And I think, you know, you just, you know that you're going to do a good job, but it's kind of one of those things that if you haven't done it for a while, you just want to get your practice up a little bit
1: first. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the practice is definitely important. And a good point you made about the family and friends actually... Um, I follow this guy that has multiple businesses and he's really successful. And he's like, if you want to start a business, start with your network, start with your family and friends, see if they'll pay for something. And if they do, obviously it kind of validates the idea. So a lot of people give tens for free, obviously while you're practicing, that's fine. But at some point you need to start getting compensated for like the training, for the products, etc. cetera. So uh, see if your friends will pay for it. If they're willing to pay for it, it kind of validates the idea and says, yeah, I'm actually good at this and have your friends come in like they don't know you and treat it like a, like a completely... A new person that you've never met. I know it's a little weird. It sounds uncomfortable, but but it kind of teaches you how it's going to be when somebody comes in that you've never met and you have to treat them like, hey, you know, and and introduce them to yourself and all the the kind of set up the, the get them set up for the spray tan and all that stuff, the positioning and everything. You need to treat them like you don't know them so that you can get used to that and see how it works. Um, so that when the first person comes in, you're not as nervous. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of nerves there, but that kind of trains your brain and and everything to make sure that you. Um, do it correctly when the when the real customers come in.
0: Yeah definitely and I mean you've got a value as well like your solution that you're using so that all costs money plus running your equipment um, and you know if you've invested in training if you've actually gone off and had a formal qualification or actually studied with somebody as well um, you know all of that takes time and money and definitely in this industry things are constantly changing so you want to continually have new skills and new training and upskilling so again that ongoing cost as well needs to be factored into your services
1: yeah absolutely And and some people don't don't realize that value sometimes they may value the put the, the price too low and obviously you I mean the price is going to vary depending on the person the location I know some people in Australia at least charge a lot less than some people do in the US but I think it varies so much and it just depends on what your clients, what your p- people will pay for. So you have to kind of figure that out for yourself. There's no exact measure that's going to say it's right. You know, you have to figure that out. Um, and like you said, value the time, the money, and everything that you've invested into this, and make sure that people realize that it's not just you picked up this this random gun and started spraying this this beautiful solution out on them, right? So that's that's definitely important.
0: Yeah, you definitely need to value your worth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing for confidence, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. And yeah, for for you, Marissa, what what has changed for you within the business as you've gone from just the mobile tanning? Um, I'm I imagine when you started, it was just you, and now that you have grown to where you are, you've started your own product. How has that changed for you as far as like what you do on a daily and weekly basis yourself?
0: Yeah, I think every day is different. Um, you know, every day is a new adventure. Some days. You feel well, I wake up and I'm like, Okay, I totally have my day figured out and then something'll happen and you just end up doing something totally different. Um, so I guess just learning to be flexible and adapting to stuff as it comes up and yeah, just really monitoring things ongoing really. So I mean obviously start doing mobile tans that was very different to having a solution and um, you know, doing training and going and seeing salons and doing mentoring coaching with them as well. So that's all pretty different. Um yeah and then obviously with the australian beauty collective like traveling around and doing training events that's you know you're in a different location and different people as well
1: yeah very yeah that's very true and i I feel the same way actually i told my wife monday i woke up and i didn't have like an exact to-do list and i was like just doing a bunch of random stuff and i was like i feel like i did nothing today and i and i get a lot of people asking questions about all that kind of um how they take care of everything obviously a lot of people have families and children they got to take care of and while i don't have a a you know, our daughter is is coming and is due in May. So we don't have a a kid to take care of yet, but soon we will. So, you know, something that I'm trying to get into the uh, routine of and something that really helps me is actually the night before I'll write down what I need to get done the next day and kind of list it out and put them in order of importance. um, And then look back at the end of the day and make sure I took care of all the things I needed to, and then do that again for the next day. Because I find that if I don't, One, I'm never going to get them done. Second, I won't remember it because I'm I'm very forgetful with that stuff. And three, I want to make sure that I have it structured. Um, Even if you have to set it in a calendar, especially if you have to, you know, take your kids to school or take them to soccer practice or whatever it is, you know, you need to make sure that you have it scheduled and stick to that schedule or else it's going to be hard to get all those things done that need to be taken care of for your business.
0: Oh, definitely. And I think as a business owner, your to-do list, it just never ends. Like things are always being added to it. So, yeah, I do the same thing. Like I'll look at my list and I take off like four key things that I need to get done as a priority. And then at least if I know I've only done those things for the day, that's the most important things are done because you can get caught up in the stuff. That's not really important. Um, and it's super exciting. You're about to have a baby. Congratulations, yeah. by the way, that's so <laughs> thank nice. You. <laughs>
1: thank you so much. Yeah, we're super excited. She's, uh, she can't come soon enough or we can't wait for her to, to meet her. So thank you so much. Oh,
0: that's so exciting. <laughs> yes, yeah, it,
1: is, it is. It'll, it'll definitely trump anything else in life for sure. And we're looking forward to it. And I'm also looking forward to the challenge of um, that because obviously, um, her, she is going to be way more important than other things. Um, so definitely structuring everything to make sure I have time for the business. Um, you know, family is always first, in my opinion, that you can find another business or whatever it is. So that's important to make sure that you structure your business correctly. And a lot of people that have been interviewed on this podcast and Marissa, you've listened to them. A lot of them have families and they have children or multiple kids. They have a husband and all these things to take care of, but yeah, they're still able to do what they need to do in their business because they know that they have two and a half days that they don't work or two days that they don't work. So that's family time and they don't feel guilty for working on their business, you know, so that's, that's important too. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a change, but definitely looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, you definitely need to maintain that balance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, work-life balance is is a huge thing for sure. Uh, and Marissa, for you, uh, if you had to pinpoint one thing that you've done very well over the past six years with your own business to get from, you know, a mobile spray tanning business to where you are uh, today with your own products, the training that you're doing, uh, the beauty collective and everything like that, what would you say the one thing that you did very well was?
0: Um, I think definitely like the training and coaching. So being able to like mentor and work with salons and salon owners and help them with their tanning and help them just understand their business a little bit better as well. So, you know, understanding how profitable their services are and their treatments um, and definitely forward planning and goal setting is a really big thing. Like always having a goal to work towards so that you don't just kind of feel like you're just fumbling around in the dark um, and you really are monitoring your figures ongoing on a daily basis because there's nothing worse than when you kind of get to the month and you're like, oh, I was so close to achieving my goal, but I missed out. So had I done one extra thing every day, I could have achieved it. So just being on top of stuff like that is a really big thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's um, that's important. Yeah, you know, The goal setting obviously is huge. It kind of goes with the whole planning thing. And I think a lot of people starting out, they don't have the goals set – Uh, for their business so they're just kind of going about everything and hey I had x amount of clients today perfect but if you actually have goals set and say how I want to have 30 clients this week and if you hit those goals you know you not only do you build your confidence but you actually see where you're going and and can kind of predict things as well Um, and you mentioned you know um, on the other recording that we lost I want to bring up a couple points that we talked about the one thing was the um, understanding the price and the pricing of everything or, or the cost of everything so you can actually figure out the, the money uh, that you can make from the services as well as the, the confidence thing. I know you talked about that you go into a lot of salons and teach them training or, or not teach them training, but you go in and say, hey, you know, you're doing these services, but it looks like you could do more on the spray tanning side. And you said usually it's like a confidence thing is why they're not pushing that service as much as they should.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, people have either had training and it was one day or it wasn't very intensive or they went and had training and it didn't quite meet their training needs. So they go home and they just don't feel confident so they don't pick it up and keep tanning. And, you know, it's just, yeah, everyone learns differently. So just being able to, I guess, tailor training to suit people. But as a business owner as well and as a trainer, you have a junior care to follow up with your students to make sure that they feel comfortable with their training and if they have any questions because it's so much information to absorb in a short period of time um, and it's really easy to kind of forget stuff. So when you're learning stuff, you go home and it's so overwhelming that you you're not you will never remember everything. So being able to touch base with them after the training and answer any questions and sometimes they're just too embarrassed to come back with questions because they might think it's like a silly question sure. and that question could be holding them off from, from being able to go forward and do tanning and
1: do their treatments. Yeah. I, I love what you said there. I think that lots of times it is those single, those little questions that honestly, I've talked to people that are, that are something's holding them back. And I talk to them and I say, look, you're thinking too much about this. Just do it. Just, just take action. And you know, you'll figure a lot of stuff out as you go. But I also agree with you in that the training is just usually one day. Maybe there's some that are two days, but typically it's a one day training. You get to spray one model first time you hold the gun that's it and you're done and then the trainers expect you to understand that remember that and I don't know what kind of follow-up the training programs have but like you said I think it is your duty I mean these people are working and I mean they're giving you their hard-earned money for this training and if you don't have any follow-up making sure they're doing good making sure they don't have questions sending them a list of questions or typically asked questions and answers or videos whatever you need to do I think that's really important because a lot of people leave and then they're stuck. I mean, I've seen so many people leave and they don't go home and practice immediately and they lose all that. Um, they don't have any, you know, recollection of how to do it properly. And then they're like looking through a training guide or whatever, trying to read it and understand it and they can't. So yeah, uh, it'd be really interesting to see how the training continues to evolve because there are so many programs now. Um, I'll definitely be interested to see how that is.
0: Yeah, Definitely.
1: But it's a good thing. sounds like you definitely take care of that. So that's that's something that I think a lot of people can learn from that do offer training.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, like it's for me, I'm just invested in my salons and, and I want people to be successful. So for me, like I don't want people to just go through through the training course and just get numbers through like I actually want them to feel confident in tanning but also feel like they can grow their business not just in the tanning area but have that confidence to translate it through to every area in their business and um you know I just think there's enough clients to go around for everyone you know like it's yeah so it's there just it nice to help people out <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah there is there's plenty there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of business and for anybody that's worried about that and competition I see so many people wasting time on that um and I listened to a great interview the other day or podcast. I was listening to this guy that I follow and he was just like, forget your competition. Like all the people that are sitting there worrying about their competition, you're wasting the time that you could invest in improving the service or whatever you provide for your clients. Instead, you're sitting here worrying about what Sally's beauty salon is doing down the street. Like that's irrelevant to you. Good. You can check, see what they're doing good and kind of get a benchmark for what's going on, but there's no need to waste that time and energy on that. Um, yeah, there's yeah. there's plenty of clients to go around for sure. And again, you you obviously have a deeper care for the people. It's not about the money. It's about really training these people and helping helping them succeed. And that's when you that's when the follow up is natural and you actually want to do it. And you know that if I don't follow up with her, then she's not going to remember these things. So I'm going to call her and make sure it's going good. So I think that's really important uh, to do for, for any training. Um, and like you said, it's obviously something deeper than just the money. It's, it's about actually helping these people.
0: Yeah. And I think people as well that are worried about people replicating them or, you know, their competitors, you know, not just obviously with not having the clients and people going to their competitors, but also competitors replicating your own business model. Um, you know, I think that that is, fairly common as well and i just think if you just focus on what's unique to you and your own personality and your own brand personality um you're always going to have something that's going to set you apart from everybody else and if you just focus on doing what you do great then you've never got anything to worry about
1: yeah i love that and that's so true and there's so many people it's funny i've told a lot of people that have ideas for things and you know i have to sign ndas and all these kind of things And i'm like look it doesn't matter i don't care i'm not going to steal your idea um and a lot of these guys that are ultra successful guys and 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 uh, girls as well, they look at it and say, you know, your idea has already been thought of. Somebody just hasn't acted on it. So anybody can come up with the idea to do spray tanning or to do spray tan training, but how do you actually execute that and do it? That's where the, that's where the value actually comes through. And you look at the people that are really successful and they, you know, they stick to it. They have a long-term goal. They have a deeper desire for actually what they're doing. It's not about the money. It's about making people feel good or whatever it may be. And those people are the ones that are, are, you know, really successful. When I say successful in air quotes, because everybody's definition of success is different, but Uh, Those are people who really have these businesses that are growing and doing really well.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, a little more technical spray tank questions for you here, Marissa. What type of equipment do you use? Also, I ask about solution, but I'm sure you use your own, but you can go ahead and share both of those uh, answers. (laughs)
0: Um yeah, so at the moment, I'm using tan easy equipment, and I just find that it's just really lightweight, so it's good if I am going out and doing mobile tans or in the salon um It's pretty quiet, it's reliable, and they're really great for service as well Never and oh cool. uh, yeah, yeah, um, and the solution is my own, so I only ever use my own solution in the salon
1: awesome and do you do you mind sharing what solution you used before that or if you don't want to that's fine
0: um well, I've used. I feel like I've used most of them that are available in Australia. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've tried
0: a lot of them. Um, You know, and I just think it's trial and error. And when I was trialing my solutions as well, um, before I had launched it, I had trialed heaps of different other companies as well. And then I trialed a lot of different solutions when I was manufacturing mine as well. And then when I decided on the solutions, I tried them on 100 different people before I went to market with them. Um, because I wanted to make sure that, you know, there was definitely things that I wanted in the solutions that weren't in other solutions. So like I wanted them to be low odor and not smell on the skin and fade really evenly, um, and great colors. So I I have spent a lot of time researching the solutions and yeah, trialing other solutions as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Good. I I like that you tried it on so many people. You have to get feedback. There's going to be people that like it. There's going to be people that love it. There's going to be people that don't like it, that hate it, whatever, That's just the matter. That's just how it is. Uh, My least favorite question in all the spray tan forums on Facebook are what is, is what is your favorite product? Because it's completely irrelevant to what everyone's favorite product is because like we just talked about here, it's the climate. There's, like you said, there's different products in Australia than the U S because of the, the UV rating. And there's so many different climates in the United States alone that I, I mean, I'm in North Carolina. It's super hot and muggy and humid and wet. It's always moist in the air. During the summer, but in California, it's super dry heat, so it's a completely different scenario, and it's a completely different product that's needed. So, you know that it's so irrelevant as far as like what's your favorite solution. Obviously, maybe people are just getting an idea, but it, you have to trial what you need, uh, what works for you and your clients.
0: Oh, definitely, and you know it's kind of like clothing and food preferences. You know, <laughs> like everyone has their own different flavors Very that true. they like. So,
1: yeah, you know, so true.
0: yeah. You, Yeah, you totally need to find what works for you and your clients. And you can have, especially in Australia, you can notice that in one suburb, in say, for example, like Brisbane, 200 meters down the road, another salon, their clientele could be totally different to the other salon. So, you know, you can get vast varieties of different clients and you need to have your services and your products tailored to your demographic.
1: Yeah. And not only only the, the climate and those external factors, but what about your spray tan uh, technique. How far are you away from the client? How many coats do you do? You know, how fast do you move? There's so many things that come into play yeah. here that it's like, you know, it's, it, it completely changes the, the way that that tan's going to turn out. So, so true. That's why, like you said, people 200 meters down the road from each other can use two different products. I mean, part of it is the clients and part of it is obviously the technicians and the way that they spray. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And for you, Marissa, when you started uh, spray tanning, I mean, obviously I know you do your own training now. Did did you go through any training yourself or did you just kind of jump in and learn uh, by trial, trial by fire, you know, kind of trial and error there?
0: Um, yeah, so I've got a Diploma of Beauty Therapy, so um, and then I've done ongoing skills and development throughout my career, um, and then I've also got a TAE, so like a training and assessment certificate, so I'm actually like a qualified trainer, um, so that when I'm doing training, it, and I've written my training course in accordance with the beauty package in Australia as well for the Diploma of Beauty, so what I'm actually teaching is the same, but more content added to what they would be learning at a college as well.
1: Okay. So that is that, and I remember I've interviewed a couple people and I'll show you, is that, is that, um, exactly for spray tanning or is that like does spray tanning fall into the other beauty categories like cosmetology and esthetician would here?
0: Yeah. So it's not a, um, so you've got like core units that you need to teach as part of the diploma. So like you know, some waxing and makeup and stuff like that. And then you've got elective units. So some colleges will have it as part of their diploma and then some will offer it as like a short add-on course that you can do. Um, so just depending on, on the different colleges. But yeah, it's definitely part of the diploma beauty training package that's available.
1: Got it. That's very that's very cool. I think that will come eventually here in the U.S. We're a little unregulated as far as the spray tanning goes, which can be a frustrating thing for it's a low barrier to entry, you know, let's be honest. So anybody can get into it. And again, anybody can offer a quote unquote training and certification, which is kind of a misnomer because there's really no certification um, needed to do it. So um, other than the exception of a couple of states, I think Oregon right now is the only one that actually requires an esthetician license, which requires, you know, a, I think a year of school um, as my wife's going through it right now, actually. So it's kind of interesting and I'll see if I'll be interested to see if the U.S. follows suit with what what you've done in Australia
0: yeah well it's you know i think there's still that conception that people can just pick up a gun and and spray tan but you know (laughs) what we were saying before i was like there's contraindications like skin diseases and disorders like the ph balance on the skin like color theory um understanding the science behind the treatment like there's so many elements to tanning that i think people just kind of overlook you know
1: yeah absolutely i think there's a lot more to it than people realize and there's there's people that are dedicated to it and they see that and there's so many different skin conditions and things like that, and the necessary uh, safety things to do and, and all that stuff. So that's very true. Very true. Um, well, this has been great, Marissa. I appreciate it, especially since we had to record it twice. Uh, I'll finish up with my final question, but before I do that, I just wanted to thank you on behalf of me and the entire happy Tans community for, for spending your time and a lot more time than you should have had to spend, uh, recording this podcast. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, so, for you, if you could write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out back six years ago, what would you say?
0: Um, don't give up. I think definitely keep going and have resilience and perseverance. Um, and, you know, being in business, it's definitely like a roller coaster, and you've got to take the bad with the good because I think as long as the good outweighs the bad, Um, and you have more achievements and success then you know it's worth it and just surround yourself with the right people Um, build a really strong network and support community as well
1: yeah absolutely i think a couple great things there don't give up obviously we've heard that echoed so many times across the podcast but it's important i want people to hear it over and over because you're going to go through ups and downs you're going to have slow times you're going to have weeks where you barely spray anybody but you know what as long as you set your goals and know where you want to go, you're going to understand that you're still on track and you're going to go through those times where unexpected things happen or you go on the downward slope of the roller coaster or whatever, you know, it's like, it's like a long 10 round boxing match where you're just getting punched a lot, but over time you're going to win. Like you said, absolutely. And surrounding yourself with people, that are actually in the same mindset, I think is really, really important for people. And something that's overlooked is the accountability and really holding each other accountable for things and, and sharing ideas and, and everything like that. Obviously, spray tanning has got a lot better at that, but there's still a lot of work to be done. There's still so much uh, of people holding back and not wanting to help other people for whatever reason. And I think that's going to change over time. But surrounding yourself with people, uh, the great quote is, the you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Very true. It's so true. If you look at any of the successful and really, you know, Bill Gates and stuff, who do they spend time with? Probably Jeff Bezos and the people that are, that are on their level. They don't sit around with people that are doing stuff that they don't align with. So it's important to surround yourself with those people.
0: Yeah, definitely. And yeah, expect the unexpected. You know, I think if you expect that things are going to happen and, um, yeah, then you, I just, you kind of can roll with the punches a little bit more.
1: I agree. I agree hundred percent. Again, Marissa, thank you so much for your time. I know it took longer than expected since we had to record twice. I thank you so much. The Happy Tense community thanks you. If anybody wants to, uh, ask you any questions or get in touch with you, what is the best way to contact you?
0: Um, yep. So you can jump onto my website. So dot or email info at beyondbronze.com.au. And Perfect. yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved yeah. it.
1: Yeah. My pleasure too. I will put your contact information and link to your website down below. No, thank you for your time. I look forward to staying in touch with you and, and seeing how your business continues to grow as well as the beauty collection that you have started. That's, that's very awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Marissa. Take care.
0: Thank you. Bye. Uh,
1: bye Bye-bye. Hey, Happy Tanner. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Tans Podcast. Episode number 32 of Marissa Warren was a great one. I hope that you got as much out of that as I did. She shared a lot of great information and stories on her success so far in her business and really shows you that she truly cares about other people and her business and that that's going to lead her to success. So thank you so much again for joining us on the podcast. And if you can, share this on social media. Leave us a review on Apple, on iTunes, excuse me, or Google Play. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, you can always reach me, Grant, at happytans.com. Come check us out on the website. Tons of great information over there. Tons of other inspirational interviews. www.happytans.com. Again, www.happytans.com. Thank you very much and happy tanning.